Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or do you need tips on how to reduce your human energy field at night as it's so bright you can't get to sleep? Tiernan, human energy fields don't exist. Oh, don't they? Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids mystery podcast. And, and we, we are, are the, the Busters or Trusters. Happy New Year, Chief Detectives, and welcome back. This year, we will look into even more strange stories from around the world. Monsters, ghosts, and all types of the unexplained. Like when a bottle says, still water on it, what are they expecting it to turn into? I think it's reassuring. I'd be more worried if the bottle said, it's water for now, but it might not be soon. Yeah, good point. You'd have to drink that quickly in case it became something else entirely, like, ugh, sparkling water. (gasps) Terrifying. We dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detectives. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own minds. Is our case meteoric or just shambolic? Hmm. Are you a mythbuster, like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth truster, like me? Because as the writer Ray Bradbury said, mysteries abound where we most seek for answers. Did he mean the internet? Probably. It's a very weird place. We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on the previous cases, so stay tuned. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information and start putting together your case. Before that, Here's a quick message for the grown-ups. The Case Today's case is about something that had a very big impact. I don't believe it. Tiernan, we're finally doing a bust or trust about my amazing dance moves. No, Athena, I'm sorry to say it's not your dance moves. But the chair sit has revolutionised dance floors by having lots of people not go anywhere near them and just deciding to sit down instead. Hey, it is one of my personal favourite dance moves and I thank you for that, Athena. But today's case is about a different kind of impact. Is it how Team Buster winning time and time again has impacted how you feel about all those cases where I was clearly right? No, Athena, and you don't win every week, actually. This is about a big impact that flattened whole forests. Okay, maybe it's not about me then, though I did once bump into a tree, so maybe I just don't know my own strength. Athena, the case is the Tunguska event, where in 1908 a huge explosion occurred in Siberia. Oh, I see. You meant the impact caused by a meteorite. Maybe caused by a meteorite, but as always, that's up to our chief detectives to decide, though I'm sure the evidence will make its own impact. I'll slow down for a second before you hurtle through the evidence like a comet. First, how about some Tunguska facts? Tunguska, or to give it its full name, the Pakamenia Tunguska, is a river area in the Russian part of Siberia. Siberia is a very large region across the whole north of the Asian continent. Despite its size, very few people live there because of the mountainous land and freezing cold winter temperatures. On the morning of the 30th of June 1908, an explosion occurred in a Tunguska area that was said to be between 12 and 30 megatons big. Megatons are a way of recording how much energy is released when something explodes. 
12 megatons is just a bit less powerful than an atomic bomb, and 30 megatons would be the same as a lightning strike. It's thought that the explosion flattened approximately 80 million trees as it destroyed a huge area of forests. Not only that, but the trees fell in a very unusual shape that looked almost like the outline of a butterfly. Most scientists believe it was caused by a meteorite, which is when a small piece of rock from space enters the Earth's atmosphere and hits the surface of the planet. But there were many other theories too, with some people believing something far more mysterious happened there. So, Chief Detectives, you'll have to decide, did a shooting star hit Tunguska? Or did something else decide it just really didn't like trees? On to piece of explosive evidence, number one. First piece of evidence. The first piece of evidence is that even though a number of scientists have said they think the Tunguska event was caused by a meteorite, the precise cause is still unknown. Which means it could still have been caused by anything. It's hard to know what caused it as there haven't been any meteorite remains found and there was no impact crater at the scene of the explosion. An impact crater is the huge dent in the ground that would have been caused by something hitting it with great force. Eyewitnesses say they saw a bluish light in the sky nearly as bright as the sun. Then there was a flash, followed by a pillar of fire which turned the sky red and then split into two. Then a sudden sound that people said was like artillery fire from an army and then a huge shockwave which knocked a number of witnesses off their feet. So it's very odd that after all that there was no impact crater or a big smoking meteorite found at the point where it hit, which means it must have been caused by something else. You are right that there is still no precise cause of the Tunguska event. But this is because often, in science, they will never say something is definite unless it has been absolutely proven in every possible way. But the very strong theory is that it was a meteorite or comet, which is also what the eyewitness accounts seem to suggest too. Scientists believe the meteorite would have had to be about 200 feet in size, the same size as 20 African elephants or one airport control tower. So yes, pretty big. And it was likely travelling at 60,000 miles per hour, which is really very, very, very fast. If the meteorite was that big, why hasn't anyone found any of it then? And surely it should have made a huge impact crater when it hit the Earth. Ah, there is an easy explanation for that. If it was a comet, they are mostly made up of ice and frozen gases. So, when it impacted, a lot of that would have evaporated and vanished. A team of scientists in Siberia believe it was a meteorite that was largely made up of iron and rock. They say that iron reacting with the Earth's atmosphere would have caused many of the lights in the sky that people saw. But also, it wouldn't have caused an impact crater due to the way it would almost skim the surface as it broke up. This is why some researchers think that the nearby Lake Checo was the actual impact site where the meteorite finally hit, especially as studies show it's only 100 years old. Scientists in the 1950s and 60s who examined the site where the trees fell and also at Lake Checo did find elements usually found in meteorites such as nickel and iron and other minerals in the fallen trees and soil in the area. But the precise cause of the event is still unknown, so it might also not be a comet or a meteorite, which brings me to our second piece of evidence. Second piece of evidence. In 2004, a Russian scientist called Yuri Lavbin says that what really happened was that an alien spacecraft shot down the meteor to protect our planet. Lavbin says that on one expedition to the site of the event, he found strange quartz crystals everywhere. Quartz is a type of see-through crystal. Ten of these crystals have a hole in them, he said, and can be linked together by a chain, while others have stories on them. When put together, they make a map, and Lavbin believed that they might be part of a spaceship. 
Tiernan, I'm sorry to tell you that this theory has been called a rather stupid hoax by a top researcher and rubbish by many others. If Lavbin found all those amazing crystals, where are they? And why has no one else seen them? There have been a number of stories and theories about aliens being involved in Tunguska, and most of these can be traced directly back to a science fiction writer called Alexander Kazantsev, who wrote a story in 1946 called A Visitor from Outer Space. In this tale, a spaceship from Mars is seeking water on Earth and blows up in the air, causing a huge explosion. Lots of details from this book have become mixed up with real details about Tunguska, which of course led to conspiracy theories. But if Yuri Lavbin wants to show the world these crystals, then I'll take it all back. OK, it might not have been aliens, but that doesn't mean it's a meteorite either. It could have been something else entirely. Third piece of evidence. The final piece of evidence is from Wolfgang Kuhnd, who is an astrophysicist. That means he studies physical matter in the universe, such as planets and stars. He has proposed that the Tunguska event wasn't a meteorite at all, but was caused by the release and then explosion of 10 million tonnes of natural gas from within the Earth's crust. He thinks it could have come from a type of volcanic rock called kimberlite, which would have been nearly 2,000 miles underground. The gas would have been stored as a fluid within the rock, but as it reached the surface, the reaction to the atmosphere would have made it a gas, causing it to expand and make a massive explosion. Wolfgang Kuhnd says this explains the pattern the trees fell in and the chemicals found in the soil after. Well, we've all had big releases of gases that felt like they could flatten forests, haven't we? It's a very interesting theory and one that, as yet, hasn't been disproved. But if it was an eruption from deep in the ground, that doesn't quite fit with all the lights eyewitnesses saw in the sky. That's just one of the reasons many scientists and researchers still think it was very likely a meteorite that caused the Tunguska event. It is a shame it caused quite so much damage, as it really sounds like it would have been pretty amazing to see. Oh, definitely. It sounds so much better than any light show I've ever heard about. So you're here to apply for the permit to hold the annual fireworks display again, Mr Kaboom? It's pronounced Kaboom. You know, like an explosion. Right. And yes, yes I am, but as you can see, I've made some changes to the usual show that I highlighted here in big, bright red. You know, like the colour a real explosion might be. I can see that. Thank you, Mr Kaboom. I will need to go by this step by step to check it fits with our safety guidelines before we can let you do the event. But it must happen. It will happen. It will be the greatest show in the skies. The greatest show seen by eyes. Uh, we'll see about that, Mr Kaboom. Now, my first question is, why have you renamed the event from the Long Crendon Village Fireworks Show to Tunguska Live? Let the skies burn. Ah, well, you see, why aim low when you can aim for the sky? This year's event will be the biggest and brightest ever. It says here you are replacing the standard fireworks with an exploding meteor that will flatten 80 million trees and make the entire sky bright red. <laughs> that is right. Oh, I'm afraid that would be an instant rejection. We've only just planted some new trees by the leisure centre and knocking them all over would ruin our environmental targets for the next year. What if I knocked over just 40 million trees? No. One million trees? Oh, absolutely not. W what if I just sort of... Shook a few trees a little bit. Oh, like a strong wind might. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Yes, that would be fine. And if you could not light up the entire sky, that would be considered a light pollution nuisance. How much of the sky can I light up? Oh, just a bit by the park, by the fountain. 
Okay, I, I suppose so. What about the pillar of fire? Oh, I really don't think so. The massive shockwave? Yes, yes, you can have that. Really? Incredible. It will knock everyone off their feet for miles. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant Shockwave FM, the local radio station. So, no shockwave? No. Shall I just put you down for the usual fireworks display like normal then? Yes. Yes, please do. Uh, Can I have an extra hot dog van? Yes, uh, with an additional permit payment. Of course you can. Yes, they will be dogs even hotter than the sun itself. No, no, you can't then. See you next year, Mr Kaboom. Oh, goodbye. Oh, that is a shame. I wonder why there aren't more Tunguska experience events for all the family. Oh, probably because they'd be awful and a lot of trees would be especially sad about it. Or is it because they can't do a Tunguska experience without knowing what actually caused it? Uh, no, because it was clearly a meteorite, as our chief detectives obviously know by now. I'm really not so sure, but either way, it's up to them to decide. Was the Tunguska event caused by a meteorite or something more strange? Luckily, unlike a shooting star, the evidence for this case is easy to spot and not going anywhere. Time for a recap. Evidence Recap. The first piece of evidence is that scientists say they still don't know the precise cause of the Tunguska event. Even though many think it was caused by a meteorite, it didn't leave an impact crater and no remains of the meteorite were found. But that is because, in science, it's rare to ever give a definite answer unless it is 100% provable. Most researchers and scientists are very, very, very certain it was an iron-based meteorite, which would explain why there is no impact crater. The second piece of evidence is a Russian scientist who said in 2004 that he found strange crystals by the site of the explosion and they were likely from an alien craft. Except no one has ever seen these crystals and nearly all the stories about the Tunguska event being caused by aliens can be linked to a science fiction story from 1946. The final piece of evidence is that astrophysicist Wolfgang Kund believes the explosion was actually caused by a release of gases from deep within the Earth's crust. But that doesn't fit with what eyewitnesses saw that day, and there is still no proof at all that this is what happened. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Tunguska event mythbuster? Or a Tunguska event myth truster? We want to hear from you, and most importantly, which side you're on. It's almost like the team Truster win fell from the sky right into our hands this week. Oh, I think even a shooting star would wish to be on Team Buster with this case. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a myth truster or myth buster when it comes to whether the Tunguska event was caused by a meteor or something more mysterious. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes or thoughts to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name, age what you think all the evidence means. And please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes or emails in our next episode. You can also send us a question on Spotify Q&A, but please get permission from your parents and don't include any personal details so we can publish them safely. We won't always be able to use all of them. But we do love to hear them. And here are some thoughts from you lot, our chief detectives, on the last few episodes. My name's Henry Land. My age is, and I'm four and a half, and I believe it's real because what, I believe real? in creepy creatures. What do you... Uh, well, the green children. You believe in the green children? Why? 
Because I believe in creepy creatures. Okay, is that it? Yeah. Oh, he believes in creepy creatures. Well, I can't really argue with that, can I, Tiernan? Amazing. Welcome to Team Truster, Henry, and thank you so much for your message. Um, it is amazing that you are four and a half years old and you are examining all the evidence already. You have got a bright future ahead of you, um, and uh, good, good luck uh, dodging those creepy creatures. That's what I say. And that's fine, because he can be Team Truster for everything about creepy creatures and all of the other mysteries. He can be on Team Buster. Not sure that's how it works, Athena. It's exactly how it works. I love hearing from the Chief Detectives. They're really all so great. Oh, I love hearing from them too. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever you listen to your podcasts for more great episodes. We love to hear what you think, so please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more detectives find, bust or trust. We'll even read some of the reviews out on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. I still can't believe this week's case wasn't about my dance moves. But if it was, that'd mean they were unexplained or even a mystery. Well, no one can figure out how I do them so well. So wait, you're on Team Truster when it comes to your dancing skills. Amazing, and you're very welcome. Oh, oh no, um, I hadn't thought of that. That's it, I'm never dancing again. Doesn't that mean you can still do your chair sit move where you don't actually dance? Yes, yes, another win for Team Buster after all. Oh, I'm so confused.